welcome. Thank you for coming out in the rain, okay? I don't know what's going on in London recently, but June, hopefully July is going to be a bit better. Um, welcome to Badass Mums Live. Um, I'm your host Woo! for this evening. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so happy you guys have come and you've brought the babies. So we're going to have some fun. Um, feels like it's a lot later than it is. I'm, I've got to remember, it's still technically just come past the morning, isn't it? So I'm Sharla. Um, I kind of, this idea kind of came to me um, when I was pregnant. And I was just like, I'm sick of watching American YouTubers talk about their baby drama. I just want to talk to someone from London who is doing the same kind of lifestyle as me, wants to have a bit of it all, wants to be a mum and still pursue a career, whether that's like um, a nine to five career or just your passions. And I think it's so important um, to really champion that. I think in 2019, we can do everything. I'm gonna quickly introduce Tanique. Um, she's a inspirational rap artist. She's been around since the Channel U days, if anyone loved a bit of Channel U. She's worked with so many celebs, Wretch 32, Chip, Double S, performed at some iconic events, I Love Live, on Flavor TV. And she is married with two beautiful children. Harvey's here right now. So this is Camilla literally running from Foundation FM in Peckham as she hosts the brunch time show there. Um, Monday to Friday. She also presents on Red Bull's Normal Not Novelty. She's a journalist and she's also a producer for Radio One Extra and Boiler Room TV. So killing it in the media game. And we've also got very, very special guests, Yasmin Elizabeth, who I actually went to school with. Such a small world. Um, so Yasmin is a single parent. She is a self-love and community advocate. Um, if you're from South London, you have definitely probably crossed paths with Yasmin at some point because she's so active in her local community. She's the founder of Pick Me Up, um, which is an amazing platform that celebrates self-love and self-care and just general motivation and positivity. She also mentors and speaks about her own battle uh, with mental health, self-harm, and growing up as a child in DV. So she's literally using her own personal experiences to inspire and motivate everyone. So follow her, she's amazing. And she's here today to speak to us about, as an overarching theme, multitasking. Because to my mums in the room, it is definitely a skill that if you haven't learned, you're going to learn <laughs> how to do a million things at once. Cool, so we're gonna kick off. I'm just gonna do, just for recording purposes, a little, an official intro to the podcast, yeah? Is that okay? Are you guys ready? Amazing, okay. You're listening to Badass Mums. This is a podcast for the new mums, the young mums, those expecting mums, the single mums and the working mums. But dads can listen too. I'm Camilla Rose. I'm Tanique. I'm Soraya. I'm Charlotte Tahira. And you're about to hear some real chat. From labour to stretch marks, being in the office to running with a buggy. We're here to educate and entertain the badass mums of the world. Badass mums. Mums. Badass. 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 <laughs> 
episode of Badass Moms, and this one is an extra special one because we are live from the Roundhouse in Camden as part of the Last Word Festival. And in the studio, we've got myself, Sharla. Oh, myself, Camilla. Myself, Tanique. And very special guest, Yasmin Elizabeth. Yasmin Elizabeth, make some noise, studio. So just to let you know, we do have a live studio today. We're doing it a bit different. Why not? Uh, we do have lots of babies in the studio as well. River's just come up to me and wants to give me a clap. Thank you. Um, and this week, we are talking about multitasking, which is something that I think, as a mum, I've realised. I thought I was a good multitasker, and actually, I'm definitely now trying to improve it. So I'm going to hand over to Tanique. Um, and you're going to take a lead on on one one aspect of multitasking. Okay. So Yasmin, it's nice. It was nice meeting you today for the first time. I had a little chat. Um, so um, I was looking at your profile, which really interested me. I was absolutely amazed. Like I thought I did a lot, but when I saw what you did, I was like, no, there's no way. So I thought it would be good to get into some how you manage that being a mum. But firstly, just to look at the things that you do, um, you've got pick me up. And I've noticed that you've got, is it an Etsy shop? Yes, I've you got Etsy. And you're also on radio? Yes. Family, yes. house chores, obviously we have yes. to include that. Yes. <laughs> Takes time at goals for girls. Yes. And what, Yasmin Elizabeth treatments? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and obviously we like to socialise and yes. you do some training as well. I saw you on there. I was like, this lady is crazy. <laughs> so um, my first question to you is how do you manage to multitask all those things? Um, so when it comes to work, I delegate days to certain things. Um, this year, my actual routine changed a lot. I took on a HR job as well for wow. a big restaurant. Wow. <laughs> I've never done HR before. Um, that comes to an end on the 25th. So stuff like the gym has actually taken a back seat, wow. but I'll train in my house and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, certain days I delegated the certain things and then um, I kind of work around Cameron's, my son is eight, so I work around his school schedule as okay. well. Yeah, so in my brain, it's like organized mess, but I can organized imagine chaos. someone looking in will be like, how do you manage? all of it together so do you so you said you kind of segment it mm -hmm. so i don't want to be too nosy too crouching like but for i mean i can imagine there's mums here that probably want to learn more because they say that women can multitask mm -hmm. i don't know how naturally that comes because <laughs> i generally struggle <laughs> even though they say i do multitask but how does that look for you on a daily basis in terms of do you so do you have each day for each thing and then you fit the kids in and then you do a bit of work or do you have days off or how does it? So um, the last six months have been crazy. I probably wouldn't advise anybody to do what I try to do the last six months because it's been very tight schedule and friends and stuff has definitely had to take a back seat. Okay. Um, but I'm very, um, I'm very picky with my time. So like I right. get up at five. Wow. Um, yeah, and then. And, and, and I use that hour in the morning. I used to go for a run and stuff like that. If anyone does follow me, you'll know that I also got a dog at Christmas. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like a great idea to get this beautiful little pug. And it's amazing, but it's another thing that I have to do, take him for a walk in the morning. Um, but yes, yeah, so I get up at five and I have like 
an hour, an hour and a half to myself. Um, and that, well, I, I use majority of that time to pray um, and journal and right. just get myself in a state where I'm ready. Even Monday, I was even cheeky. I pushed the limit. I had a candlelit bath at like six Ooh. something in the morning because I thought, oh, everyone's still asleep. Like, why do we leave this to Friday? Monday looks crap today, so it looks all rainy. I'm going to make it better for myself. And I let those candles still run. And um, Cameron jumped in the bath after me. Like, once I was out, I said, keep the candles on if you want, Cam. So Aww. it's just about, I just delegate my time. And, and yeah. um, that's my thing in the morning. Okay. And then once it's work time, it's, it's work time. Right. Because um, you, I noticed you mentioned about um, having you time in the mm -hmm. morning, which mm -hmm. I guess I've seen some su successful um, YouTube videos where they talk about successful people and they're needing that time mm -hmm. in the morning to get themselves in the right um, mental frame. So in terms of mental health, because I know it's massive at the moment, um, how do you manage, because you, you showed me a sneak preview of your WhatsApp. <laughs> And you had like, and how many messages? You had like 300 and something. That's I was like, ridiculous. wow. It's, it's so um, mentally, how do you cope with the stress and the demands, like emails, messages? We've got social media now. So, because I know for me personally, I know a part of my brain, I have to think, right, children. I have to think, right, what they're going to have for dinner. Then I have to think work-wise. So how do you deal with that and not allowing it to become, make you overwhelmed? I think trial and error. I'd be lying if I said I haven't got it wrong many times. I've had many convos with friends who are like oh you know it just feels like you're never around or right. I've had my son is eight so he's very vocal he will tell me mum you're on your phone too much um so it's just been about re responding to the things that need urgent response to right. and then also I kind of just show courtesy to people so my friends know when I message them at the end I always say get back to me when energy and time permits it right oh, that's nice because I just that's think nice. it just yeah. takes the anxiety off we're living in such an instant generation where god forbid if you don't reply in 24 hours you've been dumped you've got you've been replaced as a friend you're blocked yeah. on everything <laughs> like it's actually really extreme because it's we take crazy. things so personal it's true. um so it, again you saw i have 135 whatsapps 334 texts and that's just from how long so yesterday, probably about 70 of those messages that were from yesterday bonkers. to today. Mm -hmm. But I, would, I will delegate time to respond to those people. But then I also can see some of it's small talk. Some of it can be a quick phone call. And obviously, right. I have to prioritize work in work hours. So that's... Right. I need to probably get a business phone as well. So that work is that. And then I have my personal phone. Right. Right. So I think that's where I'm heading okay. now. And you've got set work hours, I'm hearing. Because yeah. at the moment, see, I can learn from you. <laughs> at the moment, I don't have work hours. I'll get an Instagram message at what time, and I'll be like, I must reply, as you said, because of the no, instant generation. You can't, no. Like, right. For me, it's about protecting yourself, because also sometimes we get things and we respond because we don't want to look rude. Yeah. But we haven't actually processed what that message may be or right. what if, you know, are you available on such date? At 1 a.m., this is where I've had to set boundaries for people as well. Right, yeah. Because people, we're so easily connected. And That's I just true. think, no, this can actually wait. Mm. Some stuff can't. You okay? <laughs> and I do have, yeah, set, have set hours. I think the only time you'll see me going crazy is the calendar run that I do for Pick Me Up at Christmas. But, yeah, that's right. the nights that you'll see me up at five, see me sleep for a couple of hours, and then I'm at work somewhere doing cool. something. <laughs> 
Wow, that's really that's really useful information. Um, I was going to say as well, um, in short of in sense of making sure that you're an attentive mum, but I think you touched mm -hmm. on it already. Mm -hmm. So, um, how would you say you you go about that to making sure that because sometimes we can get distracted by our mobile phones or mm -hmm. like it's happened to me before, and I've had to sit back and think. I had to reevaluate myself. Yeah. Like I could be on the phone and my daughter might say, Mammy, you're on the phone, you're not listening to me. Yes. <laughs> Things like that. So how do you make sure that you're always attentive where you need to be? I know sometimes kids can be demanding just for the sake of it when you're generally busy. Mm -hmm. But um. So um, Cameron is in school, so I'm going to talk from a school point of view for now. Um, Every day I pick him up from school, except for on, at the moment it will be a Monday or a Friday that I'll have like my stepdad get him. Wednesdays and Thursdays he goes after school club. So I know on a Wednesday, Thursday I've got nine till six in whatever okay. I'm doing. Um, and I try and get as much done and I just try to honour that space and that time with us. Because right. I looked at it one day and I thought if I was on a date with somebody or out with my mate and they were on the phone indirectly you're kind of telling that person that you're not interested in them yeah. and that's right. not the message I want to send my son mm -hmm. so when he comes home from school that's our time and I feel no way like before my friends used to hate it I had used to have my phone on um do not disturb mode and they used to hate it Yasmin can you take that off add me to your <laughs> favorites and I'm like that's the point I don't want to get held I don't want anyone to get hold of me right now um so yeah it's just about honouring that time and that space. But at the same time, I do say to Cameron, if I need to have a conversation, I say, mummy's just on the phone. You're going to yeah, have to yeah. wait. Especially if it is work sometimes. So I was on the phone the other day and he starts coming in talking about Minecraft and I'm like, on the phone to like a big company and I'm like, wait one second. So it's just about, kind of, again, choices and, and just making sure you're you're asserting yourself and, and just right. boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's a boundary thing. Boundaries. Yeah. I was having a conversation yesterday with um, one of my friends mm -hmm. and we was just we were just going on saying, yeah, ambition, you know, it's a sickness. <laughs> Whilst it's good, it has its negative sides. The other day, the other night, I had to literally force myself to watch TV mm -hmm. because my mind is always just on one, on one. So it came to the evening. I was like, oh, I can finish my business proposal. And this was like 9 p.m. The kids had gone to sleep. Hubby was out. I was like, you know what? Someone just said, Tinny, just chill, man. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. chill. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to listen to that voice. And I put the TV on, even though I ended up watching trash, mm -hmm. some rubbish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, it's important that we do that. And um, in terms of, I'm going to use the quote, normal mums. But I don't know if, you know, yeah. it's wise mums, really, we should say. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes what I'm trying to say is that, have you ever had comments where you've got kind of normal mums saying to you, where maybe they've got older kids and they say, you know, this is time for you to spend with your children. You know, career can be put to the side. When you get older, you can pick it back up. Um, how do you deal with comments like that? Because sometimes it, for me, it has made me feel guilty as if I'm not being, you know, as good as a mum as I could be if I didn't have all these side hustles. So how do you feel um, dealing when you hear those kind of things or even a voice in your head? Um, it's definitely been a process. So when Cameron was younger, um, he was at one and a half. I was studying two days a week, working two days a week, and then mm -hmm. technically with him two days a week and sometimes on the weekend. That for me was the more challenging time when it was like, if I could go back, I probably wouldn't be in a rush to go back to work. But right. now I feel like my work doesn't take from him and I've kind of operated in a way that there's nothing, it's not really a job. Like I'm mentoring a school with young people. I will go and do beauty treatments now and again and I run Pick Me Up Inc. So although it sounds like a lot, 
it's all in times when Cameron's at school, um, only on the odd events. Right. Because I, me, now, Cameron is eight. He's going to be in year four in September. And it's right. really become apparent to me that the nights are long, but the years are short. And right, right. now, although I love everything I do, he is my main thing. And I say no to so much stuff. Come to this thing. I've been invited to so many events recently. Like, and they're, you know, for networking. And you could be like, this is going to be a great opportunity. But yeah. then I'm like, no, man, I need to wash his hair and plait his hair. And I enjoy <laughs> that process. So there's a lot of stuff I say no to because I know that I'm not going to get these years back. Um, yeah. But that's something that I've had to... I don't think nobody can tell you. And that's one thing you have to be... I'm mindful of... Their life ain't my life. My right. life ain't their life. And what happens in my house doesn't happen in their house. So I'm very... I can take constructive criticism yeah. all day, every day, if it's going to be good. But if you're just making comments and it's like, oh, must be nice, go into their gym. <laughs> yeah, because I pay my gym membership and at that time I've delegated the time yeah. to go to the gym. Yeah. So... Yeah. So the main thing that I'm getting from you from this conversation is boundaries. For me, that yeah. stood out the most. So that's something really to take home. So what would you say to a really ambitious mum mm -hmm. that maybe feels guilty as what you were saying? What, what word of advice? Would you, because you sound like you've kind of had that experience and lived it out, probably made some errors and learnt from them. Mm -hmm. What would your advice be to an, a mum in similar shoes as you? Okay, so I, I hate advice, but I can share my <laughs> truth. That's all I can do. Um, it would just be that just you are not going to get those years back. And mm. there are opportunities that can wait. But at the same time, if you just have to hustle it out for a bit, like, yeah, I say that I wished I didn't go to college and stuff, but now I can work for myself. So now I, I can pick up Cameron from school every day, whereas I have friends who now they're working nine to fives and they don't get to pick up their kids and stuff like that and they have to they're doing what they need to do right. so it's kind of like remember i'm operating from a single mum's point of view right. if right, i right, lived right. with his dad it might be different i might mm. not even feel mm. as guilty because dad dads ain't babysitters they're parents like that's the <laughs> truth like you yep. when people go oh, is dad babysitting no he's looking after his child that he made with me because you don't call me a babysitter so if i had a, if i was with my partner i think mm -hmm. it would be different so it's kind of hard for me to my thing would just be as long as you it's for you and your family yeah but if some things can get put on pause mm -hmm. for you to enjoy that time do it if I had the money, boy. I would not be going to no work. I'll be baking cakes. You know that mum that comes through. <laughs> we make cookies. We've got the vegan option over here, and th that would be me. But yeah. that's just not my portion right now. Thank you. If anyone wants yeah. to sponsor me or we want to do a GoFundMe page, we can we can run that after this as well. <laughs> what you're saying about the difference between like Cameron being in school and not like when they're too young to be in school. So like Rivers just started nursery in May. So Mondays and Tuesdays now, I know until 6 p.m., if I can get off at work at 4 or 5, sometimes I just it's just going home, and I think I do it in the reverse. So I use that hour from 5 to 6 to be like, can I just sit here, not look at my phone, have a cup of tea, maybe catch up on Love Island, just watch some trash, like, mm -hmm. just do nothing. And I think it's so hard to find that time when you have a young baby who's not in a routine. I remember when I was on maternity leave... I was off for the whole year with her I just didn't find the time to like prioritize myself mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. and I think that is so important fight like scheduling in time to say I'm gonna do nothing I think that's what I've learned more recently mm -hmm. so um 
And we wanted to talk a bit about basically, because doing so many jobs is so difficult to then make sure that you're doing them to the best quality, because obviously your brain is, I mean, I've heard once that basically men's brains are boxes. So they have, I'm the watching football box. I'm going to the pub <laughs> box. I'm sleeping box. Whereas women's brains are a lot more wired. And so every thought is connected to another. And it's so hard when you're juggling so many different things to make sure that the quality is still there, that you're not just doing things for the sake of it, to be busy or to be relevant. And um, how do you find that? How do you find keeping that quality control with everything you're doing? Because as you said, you handwrite a thousand envelopes with your pick me up. It's very extreme, isn't it? I mean, it's lovely. And I'm sure that's why people love what you do because it has that personal touch. But then I can imagine by the 200th envelope, you're writing maybe a bit, you know. So I do, um, if we'll, do our, we'll do quality control. Um, so I do, because I do an array of things. So beauty for me, I'm not a full-time beauty therapist anymore. I left the salon. I, hello. <laughs> I get booked in for stuff. Um, not frequently, it's like sporadic because it's not my main job anymore. And I, after I left the salon last year, I've tried to like shimmy out of the beauty thing. Um, I have got clients who I do that I've always done, but it's the odd time. So that's that's the beauty. Um, now, now I'm leaving the HR job, and then goals for girls goes on half term. Um, so it'll be summer holidays. Yeah. I'm literally through the summer just going to be doing my PT in and pick me up ink. And hopefully, if my PT in goes well, that will be my main focus going in. I actually turned down a promotion, so this is good as well, actually that it's okay to say no to things and things that are amazing opportunities. I said no to two promotions in the space of two weeks, better money, everything. And I thought, is that what I want to do? Or do I want to mentor? Like, I just want to mentor these young kids. That's what I love doing. Um, so even though it's less hours, less money, it's given me more time back. So starting September, my probably my days will look like a couple days in the school doing mentoring on a lunchtime or after school and running pick-me-up and looking after Cameron. So it's not as, like, hectic. But I just know sometimes you've really got to grind it out so that you can get to a space. Like, I had to go and study and do all these things and pay for all these things. Now I'm in this space where I'm like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. It's taken me five years to get here where now I can take my foot off the pedal and I don't have to work for somebody. I have these trades now where I can make some money from home or go to people's houses and stuff like that. So I guess my thing with the quality, my, my, my biggest anxiety has been the calendars. Like I even had a dream one day that I woke up, or in my dream, I'd sent out empty envelopes. That was like, I was dreaming of calendars, like, oh no, no one's gonna get them. Um, but even that, that's my biggest thing. So like even this year, now pick me up's growing, I've got an intern, now and I'm looking at getting printing machines and getting like little things pre-printed because I'm like we've gone from having 80 orders to a thousand so I think it's growing when you grow you learn um because you don't want to lose that and that's why I still handwrite the little quotes because people put on their story oh look what came in the post and I always have this vision of like you know like if it's raining and the postman's posting and it just says like happy mail he might be like oh Right? Like, I don't know, I just always think, oh, I wonder who's going to see this on its, on its journey, especially when it goes to like the US and stuff. 
And straight away, people can look at their envelopes and they're like, oh, got my pick-me-up stuff. So again, that's the brand growing. I can't sit there and write a thousand this year unless anyone wants to come and help me. But um, I'm going to pre-print envelopes. So it's just about reassessing all the time. How can I make this easier for myself? And like what you said, not lose quality. I think one thing I was thinking of is like, your, your son's like a lot older, so he's eight. Yeah. My son's going to be two in September. And do you not feel like, one thing I always think is, you, you never sort of, you think of milestones in your head, but they sort of just come and go. And it's sort of like being a parent's constantly evolving and constantly changing. So when I think back, I don't know if you don't think as well, like when I think back to what I was stressed about three months ago in terms of like my schedule or like working with my son or just everything, it's, it's something else. And then it's sort of like, it's just a constant sort of, a constant sort of like continuous cycle. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I always think like, I think that's the only thing I've, I've recently started to sort of like accept because I was always, I'd always feel like, okay, okay, for example, like when Noah starts nursery, I'll have more time to do X, but then something else pops up. And I just always think to myself, like, the quicker you can just accept that, that it's just going to be it as a parent. <laughs> like, it's going to just keep on evolving. One minute you'll be stressed about, uh, no TV, and the next one stressed about like, which school is going to pick. It's got to think of like secondary schools and stuff. It's just sort of like constantly going on i was literally like before we started i was talking to some of the ladies in the audience because they've got quite young three months and four months year old babies and i'm like oh i remember that when you just basically are always tired like your life is breastfeeding and nappies and then it's like now river being one actually now i'm like oh she's not slept because of her teeth or oh now she's trying to run and she's just started walking so she keeps falling over and it is that constant evolving yeah the, quick, the quicker you can like for me anyway i've realized quicker i can just accept this is how it is mm -hmm. the easier stuff is and i think you you said something earlier about like um like your friends as well and I think I've always struggled with the guilt of like oh, I need to like be there for my friends and do this but you know sometimes everyone goes in cycles and everyone's like energies are in different places in one point in their life and I think yeah like the quicker you can just accept this is how it's going to be this is how life sort of like goes mm -hmm. it's easier for me and that's just my my thing of like dealing with everything like parenting and just working and life will throw at you <laughs> I think that's a good time for a little audience vote. So let's see what we think. Um, so this is your scenario. You are coming down with a cold, and this literally was me two weeks ago. You're coming down with a cold. You have four 15-hour days ahead of you. So as all of us juggle a lot of stuff, you're doing your nine to five, and then you've got freelance stuff in the evening for the next four days but you're meant to meet your friend for drinks who you haven't seen in about two months. Do you flake on the friend to save the energy for the work that you have coming up? Hands up if you would flake. Rosie, what's, what's the percentages there? How much do you reckon? 70%. And it just goes to show that like, the guilt I felt, the absolute guilt of like, I feel so bad, I haven't seen you in two months, but it was like, if I go out for drinks with you, this is going to ruin the rest of my week. And sometimes those decisions are just so tough. Do you know what? I was, before, I would have been, I would have flaked, but I think recently I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think of other people a bit more. So I always just think to myself, that person, yeah, I might be tired for the next four days, but 
me meeting with my friends, I don't know what they're going through in their life at the moment. Like everyone faces their own individual battles all the time. And I don't know that me just going out with them for a quick drink that evening, it might put, it might cheer them up and it might put them in a good place and it might just give them that space they, they might have needed to talk about their, their issues. And yeah, I might, I might be tired for the next four evenings, but if I've managed to sort of like do that for someone else, and I think like it just goes back to that, that sort of interaction thing with other people, like I was tired for four evenings, I'm a parent, like I'm going to be tired until Noah turns 18 in it, so <laughs> I'll try to accept it and just, just deal with it, but that's, I was in the minority there, so. What, what do you think, Yaz, Anthony? Um, so the thing with friends, I've had to really, uh, like, you try to stay, I had Cameron at 19, so he came uh, just two months before I turned 20, so I've never had my 20s without a child, I don't even know what that looks like, what that feels like. Um, and then you have all the big birthdays, 21, 25. I'm going to be 28 in July. Um, and I remember going Marbella and trying to, and I'm, I'm, I am glad I did these things, but I didn't miss out. But then I started to realise, actually, it comes back to the boundary thing again, because then friends would call me at some weird hours, like in the morning, and want to have proper deep chat with me. And I'm like, I'm like trying to do ironing, uniform, this and that. And then and I'm like, I just can't, this is not realistic. So I've had to learn with the friends thing. Sometimes saying yes to them was saying no to Cam. Not always, but then I do agree with you. There's, uh, there's a. Sometimes we have, we iso we like to isolate ourselves. I think, as a parent, as humans, sometimes we get, we're so serious all the time. I got to do this, got to do that. When sometimes you might just need a couple of hours out, and you can kind of come up charged up. So again, but basically, I would say yesterday I went to my friends for dinner, and throughout the whole day I thought, how am I doing this? I, I, like, I really can't be doing this. I've got too much to do. But I, I did feel too bad, so I, and I went, and I had a nice evening. Still got about five for prayer and all of that, but sh it was good because I hadn't seen her in ages. But there are times when I do say no, and I'm ruthless about it as well, like, feel no way, because I just think, otherwise Cameron's going to suffer. But obviously I'm taking into consideration as Cameron's eight. Sometimes I do think, oh, I can have a cheeky nap when he's at school and stuff like that, so. And Tanique, obviously, because you've got... You've got two. Yes. One like Cam's age, so school, so it's fine in that uh -huh. way. And one River's age, so it's like, no, baby, baby. Yeah. How do you juggling? I can't imagine juggling two, basically. So how do um, you... I mean, when, when Harvey was first born, because I don't know, I guess when I was pregnant, I was thinking to myself, oh, I've done it before. It's going to be just a second one. Do dinner the same time. Da -da -da -da. I thought it was going to be simpler than it than it. I say then it was at first. So now I'm in more of a routine. But at the beginning, I, f I just thought it was just manic. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Because um, obviously he's a baby and he's constantly breastfeeding. And then the little one, she had homework. And then she had, you know, tests and stuff that they do in, in primary school. Um, she, um, and also the school run as well. So the mornings when I wanted to have a lay-in or he was up all night, I still had to get up every morning religiously to take her to school. Um, so that I found that quite challenging. But um, in terms of we're talking about the friends thing, um, balancing that and saying no, um, for me, I, I think especially since having Harvey and having the two, 
I'm just crap with phone calls now. I've got a friend in the audience. She could probably vouch for that. But um, <laughs> I've literally got, I don't have much time to have telephone conversations just because of the demands of motherhood and, and having two. And when the older one's gone to school, I've got the little one to attend to. Then I see that as me and his time. But also I might take a little bit of time out to do my own thing. And then before I know it, I've got to do the school run again. Then I come back, then I've got to do dinner. And then it might be homework. And then it, you know, just go, I'm not going to tell my whole story. But um, so for me, with friends, I more have to just put things in my diary, really. And I see those evenings out as time for me as it is time for them. Because I find that I do need that mental break and that space to kind of just, you know, just talk to a friend and say, you know what, I had a crap day today. You can actually tell the truth when you meet with your friends. You get a moment to just, you know, have a heart to heart. So I see that as beneficial both ways in, in being there for them. But equally, it's space that I need as well. So yeah, I, I rarely say no now. When they were younger, um, my first one was younger, I probably said more um, no then. But now I'm just happy for the opportunity to socialize, just for the mental break. I mean, definitely being on maternity leave, it is so easy to just do nothing and stay in your house and get stuck in a rut. I think especially if you breastfeed, I mean, it's just as demanding, bottles, but it's more that kind of if I leave you for a minute and you wake up, you're probably going to want to be fed. And even like getting in the shower sometimes is was just like, it'd be 5 p.m. and I'm like, I haven't showered. So yeah, that, that I found really tough to juggle in those first ages, yeah. This is an extra special live podcast and this is only part one of three with the inspiring Yasmin Elizabeth. So hit that subscribe button to not miss out on parts two and three. Badass mums. Mums. Badass.